let's take a look at some ideas that can help you save precious cash. And what I'm trying to do here is make you more aware of what's out there. And maybe you could do some more research and find various tax deductions, credits, positions. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm Harry Stout, your host. In this episode, I'll be discussing some ideas with you on how to save cash on your most likely largest expenditure, income taxes. So let's begin. How do you save money on income taxes? Well, for most people, if you think about it, they annually pay to the federal and state governments for income taxes, probably one of the largest amounts, one of the largest cash outflows they make each and every year. Yet in my experience, people don't pay as close attention to managing their income taxes as they should. Now, today I'm going to discuss some ideas that come from my book, The Financial Verse Guide to Savings, 600 Cash Savings Ideas. I'll put a link into the show notes and I share cash savings tips with you. I've dug up 600 of them. And so uh, they're there and they're valuable, I believe. As I've stated in all of my books, content, podcasts, please consult a qualified tax professional when you're adopting a tax strategy or determining how an item should be reported for federal or state income tax purposes. And with that in mind, let's take a look at some ideas. Now, I'm not going to give you every idea in the world, but I'm going to give you some ideas that can help you save precious cash. And what I'm trying to do here is make you more aware of what's out there. And maybe you could do some more research and find various tax deductions, credits, positions that might be able to help you reduce your cash outflow. So with that in mind, let's discuss some of the big ones. First off, maximize your retirement contributions. Contributing as much as you can to your accounts for your later years of life when you stop working again, can create tax benefits for you by reducing your current taxable income. If you're using a 401k plan, you're able to deduct an IRA, both reduce current income, put money into tax-advantaged accounts. Again, they're great ideas. Now, if you're self-employed, you can make tax-deductible contributions to a simplified employee pension plan or to a SEP IRA. If you're self-employed, talk to your tax professional. Putting away money every year will really help you in the long term. So first off, number one, maximizing your retirement contributions. Number two, funding a health savings account. Not enough people are doing this. And another way to reduce your taxable income is to contribute to a health savings account or an HSA. And in order to do that, you have to qualify to be able to establish an HSA and to fund it. And part of that is having what is called a high deductible health plan. So please take a look at this. Most people have high deductible health plans. So HSAs are a great way to accumulate assets for when you stop working also. And what people say or what you'll see in the financial press is that HSAs have triple tax advantages. The contributions that you pay in are pre-tax. You can withdraw the income from these accounts tax-free for qualified medical expenses. 
And any money that you don't use can be invested just like with an IRA or a 401k plan and the gains are tax deferred. So there's a lot of tax advantage to an HSA and people really aren't taking enough advantage of them. Please do. Number three, look around for available tax credits and see if they apply to you. Now, I will tell you, there are a significant number of tax credits available, and these are valuable because they reduce your tax bill on a dollar-for-dollar basis. Now, for example, credits are available for families with children with lower modest income, the earned income credit. Families also get a credit for each child under age 17. And for parents who use daycare or childcare service may also be eligible for a federal child and dependent care tax credit. You need to check with your advisor to go over these list of credits, make sure you understand any restrictions that these credits have and how you can qualify for them. But there's a lot out there. If you're using one of the tax packages like TurboTax to do your taxes, it'll walk you through each of these credits, ask you the requisite questions to see if you qualify. So it's, it's huge. Number four, researching available deductions. The number of people that are itemizing deductions for income tax purposes has been reduced in recent years, but you still need to be on the lookout for these to see if you might qualify. So what I'd suggest is work with your tax advisor to look for all the deductions you're entitled to, including mortgage interest, real estate and property taxes, medical expenses, to see if you have enough to itemize. You know, recently the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act raised the bar on who will itemize. An example would be you now must pass uh, uh, for 2022, for a single individual, you have to have more than $12,950 in deductions to to be able to itemize. itemize. And for married couples, you need more than $25,900. So look around for the deductions, work through the checklist. And again, the tax prep software packages will go through this thoroughly with you. Just answer the questions and it will help you get where you need to be. Number five, it's an oldie but a goodie. Some of you that who are investing out there, try to invest maybe some of your portfolio and municipal bonds. Buying a municipal bond essentially means lending money to a state or local entity for a set number of interest payments over a predetermined period. Interest that's earned on municipal bond is exempt from federal taxes and also may be exempt at the state and local level as well, depending on, on where you live. So municipal bond interest is a good, a good tax advantage for you. Number six, plan for long-term capital gains. As we know, investing can be an important tool in growing wealth. An additional benefit from investing in stocks, mutual funds, bonds, and real estate is the favorable tax treatment for long-term capital gains. So take advantage of that and plan for it. Again, much reduced tax rates for capital gains transactions. Number seven, I'm gonna reemphasize this, establish an IRA. Individual retirement accounts are a straightforward, easy, accessible way to cut your taxes the same way that a 401k does. But unfortunately they have strict rules. If neither you nor your spouse participate in a workplace retirement plan, and then for 2022, you could contribute $6,000, $7,000 if you're over age 50, age 50 or older rather, to an IRA, and you can deduct that from your taxable income, even if you don't itemize deductions, comes right off the top. Unfortunately, there are other restrictions and limitations that you'll need to understand 
before opening one of these accounts. Okay, number eight, and this is one that a lot of people forget, keep track of the costs of supporting charities. When, you're work, when you do work in your spare time for a charity, keep track of all your out-of-pocket costs, the mileage, your transportation, any amounts you spend for that charity, the food you buy for a potluck dinner, things like that, any things you're doing to help the homeless. Track all this because that can increase the amount of deduction you get for charitable contributions. Number nine is one I happen to use this past year is that that is obtaining a residential energy savings tax credit, an energy tax credit. Many times the changes you make to your home, putting in new, new windows, a new uh, energy efficient hot water heater, things of that sort, you can qualify for a tax credit. It's not a lot, but it's something. And uh, it, it, it'll help you reduce your overall cost of uh, these energy savings changes that you're making. Number 10, caregiving expenses may have some tax benefits. Now, if you think about it, after taxes, it can easily take $7,500 or more of your salary to pay $5,000 worth of childcare expenses. So if you use a childcare reimbursement account at work to pay those bills, you get to use pre-tax dollars to pay for your childcare costs and caregiving costs. So you can save maybe one third or more of the cost since you avoid, avoid both income taxes and social security taxes on the amount that's put into one of those accounts. Now, the maximum you can set aside for caregiving each year is about $5,000. So if your company offers such a plan, please take advantage of it. And again, this isn't just for children. If you have a spouse or a relative who is physically or mentally incapable of self-care, and lives in your home, you're eligible for this credit too. So please take a look at it. And also recently, uh, there have been a number of changes, including the fact that the tax law has been expanded to allow what are called ABLE accounts, achieving a better life experience, which permits families to put up to $16,000 a year for, for 2022 to cover expenses for a beneficiary with special needs. So take a look at these caregiving provisions along with those relating to uh, dependents with special needs. Now, number 11 is one, and I encourage young people to look at this one carefully. Look, really look and ask your employer about their tuition reimbursement plans. Companies can offer employees up to 52, over $5,200 a year in tax-free educational assistance. That can really offset the cost of getting your degree or getting a graduate certification, graduate degree. Again, the amount's not taxable to you and it's treated as a tax-free fringe benefit. It can really help you to improve your knowledge and skills. And at this time, as we've discussed in a number of our podcasts where there's so many people needing to upskill or reskill to qualify for new jobs, this benefit can really come in handy. Learn about it, see what the restrictions are, the provisions at your company, but it could be worthwhile to you. Save you tax dollars and, and help you gain some income. So let me summarize. There are numerous tax credits, deductions, and special provisions in our federal and state income tax codes. You may be able to use them to your benefit. The key is awareness. You need to be aware and to look for these and, and how you qualify, how much they are, and how they'll benefit your, your bottom line. 
again, using tax preparation apps and tax preparation services should help you get what you're entitled to. Good luck. Start your search on these things. Become familiar with them. See which apply to your household. You can save yourself a lot of out-of-pocket dollars. So with that, that's it for today. And we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financial Verse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financial Verse, please visit financialverse.com.